So, it's episode 61, and tonight brings one of the most prolific leakers to the podcast. I got Max Weinbach of XDA Developer waiting in the back room. Leak galore, tech galore. This is going to be a good podcast. Vibe Drive, episode 61, starts now. People, this your boy Viper, the man about tech, and welcome back to another episode of Vibe Drive. This is the podcast about tech, hosted by the man about tech. And tonight, I have XDA developer and boy genius, boy genius, Max Weinbach. Let me bring him in. What's up, bro? How you doing? Hello. Hello. I'm doing well. Okay, before we start the podcast, why do people have a problem with me calling you Boy Genius? Like, I saw so many people coming for your neck when I put that out there. What, what the, what's going on, Mac? Who, who did you piss off? I piss off a lot of people on a daily basis. <laughs> so it's probably just all of them coming together. Wow. I mean, I didn't even think about it when I just put it out there. Because, you know, I put out promo for the podcast and things like that. But yeah. they were really coming at your neck when I called you Boy Genius. They were like, he's not our genius. Blah, blah, blah. Like, man, y'all don't shut up. <laughs> There was that one guy who was like, yeah, he's just having people tell him stuff and tweeting it. I'm like, well, yeah, that's that's most leakers. Ridiculous, man. Ridiculous. All right. So let's get into it here. You work for or you uh, work with XDA developers. So can you explain to my listener what is it that you exactly do at XDA developers? Well, I actually make videos for their YouTube channel. So XDA TV, I write news articles and I cover all the Samsung stuff. And then I also do like system teardowns and some help out with some development stuff, uh, generally Samsung or Google related. Now, can I take that to believe that you are a Samsung guy or that, is that just something that you do for XDA? Uh, kind of a Sam. I'm pretty much a Samsung guy. So I started out like doing Samsung stuff. And that's actually why XDA was uh, said, hey, you guys should come. You should come work for us because uh, why not? You do Samsung. We need a Samsung guy. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Got you. So you are most noted in the tech space as a leaker per se. Um, so yep. I guess my first question is why what uh what possessed you to become a leaker? So uh I got really bored years ago and started <laughs> doing app teardowns on Samsung apps uh in system like what at that point it was Samsung experience betas. No, it wasn't even Samsung Experience at that point. It was still TouchWiz, of TouchWiz betas. And I found new features that were coming out. And I started posting them. And I was like, oh, this is kind of a leak, isn't it? Yeah. No, I'm a, I'm a leaker now. And then I did <laughs> nothing for like a good nine months until I started leaking that beta software. I got it like three months early, which was always fun. And that's when I was like, oh, yeah, I'm kind of a leaker now. And then that source dried up and uh, I stopped being a leaker and just started doing news until like last year when I had someone message me with pictures of the S10 plus, which I couldn't post. And I started like describing those on Twitter. Like some people saw it at that point. I had like under a thousand followers and some people saw it. And they're like, oh, that's cool. Then the Note 10 and more people saw it and they're like, okay, maybe he's right. And now we're on the S20. And that's when, you know, now I am the leaker for Samsung. <laughs> I, uh, it's interesting because I was watching the, uh, uh, everything Apple Pro video about the blue iPhone 12 and things like that. Yeah. And he, and he, and he made a, uh, he made a disclaimer as he was t- going through the video. He was like, now, just to be clear, Max isn't always accurate with his leaks. And I was like, wow, okay, okay, Phil, okay, that's how you're gonna do my man. All right. <laughs> okay, to be fair, the Apple leaks have been like 75% right. Which isn't perfect. Right. Like the Samsung leaks have been like 99.9% right. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you uh I'm glad you uh discussed that. I'm glad we came to that point. So for everybody watching and everybody that would or could be listening on audio only, can you take us through the process of what you do when you are when you um, discover a leak? Like, how do you go about finding leaks? 
So for software, I will, every time there's an app update or an update in general, I will take that a bunch of the apps from it, go extract them off the phone, throw them into a bunch of tools on my computer, and then just look through everything, every image in the app, every strings, all the text, just everything in the app. Sometimes I'll even go look at server side stuff to go find it and I will find everything new. And then if it's something new and interesting, I'll go either tweet it or write about it. And that's a leak. And then for other leaks, like uh, the pictures and stuff, I just get random messages on Twitter sometimes of people like, oh, hey, so this is a new device. Uh, feel free to leak this. Mm, wow. Yeah. You know, it's pretty cool when people are like, like coming to you privately with leak that that you can work with. That, that, that's pretty cool, man. Oh, yeah. I, after I posted those original pictures of the S20 Plus, that source, by the way, is just amazing. They're a great person along with having a great device or a great source. But after that, I got gained two or three other sources that were like, yeah, so we got this info. Here you go. <laughs> it's funny how that works. But <clears throat> oh, yeah. All right. So as you know, there are always two sides to every story and things like that. So, Mac, there is a I think there is a growing sentiment in the tech space. I don't know if it's uh, in the whole entire community as a whole, but there's a growing sentiment in the tech space for sure that a lot of people are getting tired of everything being leaked. They want to be surprised um, when things leak and then these companies hold their events and some of the leaks may be right, some of the leaks may be wrong. When things happen at these events that companies and they don't come through with what was leaked, then people get mad at the company, even though it's not really the company's fault that things are leaking. So what do you say to people that may be getting tired of everything being leaked? I gotta say, just deal with it. Leaks are gonna happen. Oh, 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 yeah. oh, oh, wow. Yeah, no, leaks are gonna happen. Leakers are gonna leak stuff. We're gonna find new things. If companies are gonna keep messing up, we're going to take advantage of that, leak it. And like, it's exciting to see leaks come out. It's not some boring thing. It's not like some long report where this may or may not happen. You know, these are, these are fun leaks, they're entertaining. So, you just got to deal with it at this point. If you don't want to see it, don't look into them. If you don't believe it's going to happen, don't believe it. If you do and it doesn't happen, oh, well, something was wrong. But if they're fun, you know, it's not all it's not all business. It's a little bit of fun in there. Yeah, I mean, it's almost like in my estimation or in my eyes, it's almost like being a detective person. I mean, you you have this knowledge or you have this ability to go and find hidden code that might lead to information that could potentially be a leak about something new. So, I mean, I get why you do it. I mean, pretty fun. It's like almost like a scavenger hunt for leak code and things like that. Yeah. No, it's basically a scavenger hunt at that point. Because when I'm going through and looking at the uh, the code, it's like 20,000 lines of code every once in a while. With right. like 5,000 pictures. And I'm having to do that for a bunch of apps over and over again. So if I find something, it's a miracle because there's just so much. Definitely. So we got a uh, super chat here from my man Genosis, and he has a couple of questions for you. He says, uh, will there be an option for the new Galaxy S20 to 4 2K 120 hertz? So I'll let you answer that one first. Uh, no, nothing. Nothing in dev settings. Nothing in actual settings. You can't do it. And the second question, how optimized is One UI compared to TouchWiz? Uh, TouchWiz was terrible. One yeah. UI is great. Yeah, that's all I'm going to say. The <laughs> optimization, it doesn't seem like Samsung optimizes anything, but I have seen a lot of what they do and they optimize more than most other companies. It just doesn't look like it because it was built off a bad framework. But with One UI, they kind of redid everything. So it's definitely a lot better now. OK, so. I'm going to kind of piggyback off what I asked you earlier, what I was telling you earlier about how people are getting tired of leaks. There are so many leaks in the tech space now, Mac, that companies like Google have actually taken to leaking their own stuff. So what do you think about companies who have taken it upon themselves to leak their own tech and things? Honestly, it's good. Because if you... Okay, so what I've realized is with the S20, if you actually look at Google Trends, barely anyone cared about it until the leaks started. And some are right, some are wrong. If they're wrong, it disappoints. If they're right, it's kind of boring. What Google can do if they post it themselves earlier, OnePlus, they do it as well. Uh, if they post it early, they control it saying, hey, this is going to happen. This is what you should get excited for in a couple months. And there's going to be more than this. 
Yeah, I think that's a, I think that is a pretty interesting way to go about it. Like you said, these companies are trying to get ahead of all the leaks, so you they can uh they can establish reasonable expectation for when they actually do hold their press event about whatever product it is that they're unveiling. So definitely a different way to go about it, but kind of smart. Oh, definitely. I I like companies leaking it themselves, even though the 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 fun like anonymous source leaks are more entertaining for me. <laughs> right, right, right. Because you never know where they come from or how accurate they might be. So it's always a little a bit of a mystery with those. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Always fun. Always. So you are a current owner. Unless something has changed since the last time I talked to you, which was only three weeks ago. But you are the current owner of a Samsung Galaxy Fold. Yes. Which is I in his it. hand. For those of y'all listening on audio only, he is holding the Galaxy Fold in his hand. I love this phone. Always great. And I'll, that was my next question. I know you love the phone. What is it about that phone that you love so much? It's just fun to use. There's no feeling that is the same as opening and closing the display on that phone. <laughs> it is just the best. And you've used the Moto Racer, right? Yeah, yeah. For a few minutes, yeah. Yeah. It's, just, it's fun to open and close it, isn't it? Just those foldable displays. It's pretty cool, yeah. Yeah. It's, and getting to do that every day with just the phone where you can just open and close the tablet a bunch. It's fun to do, and it's also just a pleasure to use because you have a nice-sized big screen in your pocket in a size that isn't much bigger than just a normal phone. Yeah, I think a lot of people, for most of the people that I've talked to that have the Fold, they love the fact that they can carry it in their pocket, but then they can fold it out and have like a mini tablet. I mean, we we know that it uh, it folds out to, I think, 7.3 inches or something like that. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty nice ability to be able to have that tablet in your pocket at all times and things like that. But you had to actually, or you didn't have to, but you did replace yours after four months because the, the hinge is loosening up, right? Yeah, so I, Michael Fisher and I had talked about this one actually a <laughs> while back. Uh, so he felt his hinge loosening up as well. And it's because of the way you open it. So I, it's hard to describe it, but when you open and close the fold, there are two ways you can close it, basically. Opening, everyone does it the same. But when you close the fold, you can either press onto the middle of the display to close it, uh, and that's how you would close it. Or you press down onto the bottom bezel, and that is kind of how, that's like the pressure point to close it. Pressing down onto that bottom bezel will put pressure onto the hinge and loosen it faster. But if you press it onto the screen, you put pressure onto the screen, and that might break. So you have the trade-off of, do you want to risk the screen, or do you want to deal with a loose hinge? And I'm fine with a loose hinge at this point because I'd rather my display not break. But another reason I also got it replaced, which I don't tell people as much because I don't want the insurance company to get mad. Uh, I got a bunch of micro scratches on the front glass and it annoyed me a bunch. Mm-hmm. So I made it because it was free. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, uh, I know I'm pretty pricey, but at the very least, Samsung did offer that insurance policy for fold owners. So if you needed to get a new phone or get your phone replaced or a screen repair, they did present that option. So that was pretty cool of them. So yeah, kudos to Samsung for that. Speaking of Samsung, you know, of course, you know, because you you kind of actually, of course, you know, because you actually leaked this on my live stream three weeks ago. But you know, Mac, that the Unpacked <laughs> event is on February 11th. Like I yes. said, for those of y'all listening on audio only, like I said, I had Mac on my Friday Night Vibe live stream three weeks ago. It was January 3rd. I went back and looked. So January 3rd, we were talking, me and Mac were talking on my live stream for three hours. And somewhere in the two and a half hour mark, he saw something on Twitter. And then he went doing his leaker thing. And then he ended up leaking the date of the Samsung Unpacked event. And it's funny because after he leaked that, that night, every tech publication started reporting it, which is kind of crazy. Because I'm just thinking about, myself, damn, this actually happened on my live stream. And now everybody's reporting it. kind of crazy. But... <laughs> He is so reputable in the tech space that when he posts something like that, they run with it because they know, like he said, most of his Samsung leaks are like 99.9% accurate. And then even uh, Samsung themselves, like the next day, came out and confirmed that, yes, we are holding our unpacked event on February 11th. So when we say that Max is good and when he tells you that he's 99% right with his Samsung leaks, he's telling the truth. He's not messing around. Yeah. Samsung's a great one. (laughs) Right? So I... The question that I kind of went long-winded to get to is, are you going to the Unpacked event next month? So, I am going. I was afraid when the first one came out that Samsung wouldn't send me an invite because, like, (laughs) that was, you know, big no-no, don't leak and expect invites. But I was lucky there. And then I got the invite, and I 
RSVP'd. I said, yeah, I will be there. And then after that, I uh, I leaked the S20. And <laughs> I uh, wasn't expecting anything. I was, I was going to be honest, I was expecting to have to like call the hotel and airline and be like, yeah, I got to cancel. But today, I actually got my QR code, which is their like invitation. So I am confirmed to be going. And I expect a lot of glances, glares, and then sly comments about it. <laughs> really? Because I think I would think that once you're at the event, I mean, I mean, who cares anymore? I mean, you're there, right? Oh, yeah. No. And like most of the media probably would have already seen it. I'm not sure if they're doing pre-briefings or anything, but most of the media probably would have already seen it. So at that point, it's just basically a party. <laughs> right. Um, basically, yeah. I mean. I don't think Samsung is going to care about who leaked the event when they're on stage actually presenting the S20 and the, the Galaxy Z Flip and things like that. I don't think oh, they're yeah. going to care. Someone was saying DJ Kell might as well just go make a slideshow of my tweets and be like, yeah, this was right. This was right. <laughs> That's kind of right. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up. We got to talk about that. It kind of hurts my heart. So our buddy DJ Cole is actually no longer the head of the Samsung Mobile Division. They uh he's still with Samsung. I think he just took a larger role within the company, but they promoted some new dude. So I think his name was TJ Moon or something like that. Yeah, something like that. I I honestly I don't remember his name. Yeah, yeah I don't either. I mean, he's that unremarkable for me right now. But yeah, I don't know about you, Matt. But as much as I made fun of DJ Cole and I made fun of him a lot because he talked too much. I kind of like the dude. I was like, I kind of, I kind of got used to him presenting at the at the event. I kind of like him. He kind of grew on me, so I'm kind of sad to see him go. How do you feel about that? I don't. DJ, okay. So he kind of seemed militant, like mm. he was a very strict guy at Samsung, but he was still DJ Co. Everyone liked DJ Co. on stage, right? You know, it's not going to be the same. But nope. hey, we have that new guy who's. Uh, he was the guy that the new guy. He was the guy that was apparently the one that um revamped the A series to what it is that like last year and this year with like the A ten through A eighty A ninety and then now we have the A fifty one A zero one and A seventy one. This man, I don't care what he did behind the scenes. I need to know does he have stage presence? Can he get out there like DJ Cole and get us excited about the Galax? <laughs> you know, get with the Galax. Oh, Come yeah. over there. You know, actually, I think we might see it. I was, uh, I, one of the, um, Bloomberg Samsung people, uh, she, I think her name is uh, Sophie Kim. She was tweeting that there were rumors, uh, the new guy might be speaking instead of DJ this year. No, no, no. DJ needs to speak. Okay, who do I need to talk to to stop this travesty, I man? I know. DJ, DJ, this is, if this is going to be his last time doing it, make it the best. Yeah. You know? Damn it. No. I don't care if you're transitioning over to a new leadership. I don't, I don't care. Don't mess with our unpacked events. Bring DJ back. Do I need to start a hashtag free DJ Cole? Free my man. Free DJ. That's my DJ. Free DJ. You know, do I need to start this up? Because I need DJ Cole at the unpacked event. I need that. Oh, no. DJ. If DJ doesn't do it, there will be riots through all the journalists there. I will start the riot, okay? I need my man oh, DJ yeah. Cole at the event, opening up like he normally does. Hell, if he wants to talk for 25 minutes, I will allow it this year. If it's going to be his last unpacked event, he can have the floor. Let that man work. Oh, yeah. I 100% agree there. DJ is the best. And that's like, at this point, I kind of like, it's one of the few reasons I watch Unpacked, or in this case, go to it. It's, it's for DJ. Everyone loves DJ. Yeah, man, don't don't mess with DJ, man. Don't don't mess with DJ. So we get we got a uh, we got technically T out here in the uh, in the live stream chat talking about some give us some new what? No, T DJ Cohen's an institution, man. What are you talking about, T? Stop it. <laughs> no, no, you can't get no DJ's. I don't care if you can sometimes not understand him. He's he's DJ. Just <laughs> he he like I said, he's an institution. He is a constant at these unpacked events, man. He's been doing well, it for like five years. Like, you, can't, you can't get rid of him leave, now. Leave DJ alone. Leave that man alone. <laughs> yeah. So, the Unpacked event is on February 11th, which is like, what, three weeks from now? Yeah. And like you said, you've uh, you've already leaked the S20, so we got to talk about these S20 leaks. I mean, there's a whole pressure or a whole sheet out there with all the specifications for all these S20 devices. Um, I don't know. I know the other. I, I can't pronounce the other dude's name. The, the guy from India that does. Sean. Isha, oh, yeah. He leaked the whole fact sheet. I wish I could. Let me see if I can pull it up. I can like share my screen. And we can go through this stuff. But there's a lot to cover here. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot. So 
I'm gonna see if I can find the uh the sheet that he leaked a few weeks about last week. I think it was. I think I have everything but the weights memorized. You have what? I okay. Have- I'm gonna be honest. I've memorized the specs of a basically every phone in the past two years. Wow, you are. And they wonder why I call you boy genius. I mean, do we need to keep keep questioning this? Just stop questioning what Viper does. Viper knows what Viper's talking about. <laughs> Damn yeah. it. But now we are going to look at the spec sheet because I have it pulled up here. If you're listening to audio only, we will break all out, break all these specs down and go from there. So, Max, let's start with the uh, Galaxy S25 G, which is the yep. entry level uh, the entry level model. It will have a 6.2 inch display. It it will have a uh, it says Exynos 990 right here, but yeah, obviously also Snapdragon. In, in, in the US, it'll have the uh, Snapdragon 865. Yep. Now here's where I'm confused. It says right here it will have a micro SD card slot, but I don't think so, right? No, that one does. All three do. Oh, oh, okay. I thought they were reserving that only for the Ultra, so they no. are gonna. Okay. Yeah, all three. Ooh, okay. All right, Samsung. I see you. So the entry level S20 is gonna have a 12 megapixel camera. Yep. A 64 megapixel telephoto here. And a 12 megapixel ultra wide angle lens. Yeah. Also, it will have a three times optical zoom, up to 30 times digital zoom, which is just bananas. And even the entry level S20 will be able to do 8K 30 frame per second video recording, which is just bananas. Yeah. Also, uh, so that 64 megapixel telephoto, it's there on both the uh, the S20 Plus and S20. I was talking to Ice Universe yesterday, and he and I both think like. This might not be a telephoto lens, but it might just be cropping into that, you know, like to, cropping into a 12 megapixel shot to match that what the equivalent would be of six, uh, like three times zoom. Ah, okay. Okay. Gotcha. And that would, it would essentially have two main cameras. One would just crop in and be the equivalent to zoom and record 8K. And the other one would be, you know, the normal main camera. Okay. That, that makes sense. So yeah. also on the entry level S20, it will come with a 10 megapixel front facing camera and be capable of recording 4K 60, which is very, very cool. Yep. Hopefully there won't be any limits on 4K, but I think Samsung got rid of the limits last year, so we should be good there. Yeah, they're, they've been uh, for a while. 4,000 milliamp hour battery on the entry level model. I mean, this entry level S20 is a beast in itself. Oh, and we yeah. haven't even We haven't even got to the big boy yet. Oh, my Lord. So we got a IP68 water resistance and Android 10 with One UI 2.0. So that is the entry level model, people. I tried to tell Sean that's also One One UI 2.1. Okay. Yeah. So that price, though. Oh man. Okay. So yeah. How, okay. There, we don't really have price on here, but but how much do you think it's gonna start at? So Sean actually leaked those prices earlier today with his renders. So the S20 LTE version, which is available in uh, some European and Asian countries. 900 for the LTE S20. The S25 G, 1000. Oh! Yeah. S20 Plus, 1000. S20 Plus 5G, 1100. S20 Ultra 5G, 1350. Okay. I know these phones are going to get a little bit more expensive because of the addition of 5G, but the S20 is supposed to be an entry level phone. There is no way in hell I can believe that an entry-level phone is going to start at $1,000 because then you defeat the purpose of it being an entry-level phone. I don't think they want these to be entry-level phones. So last year we had the S10e, which compared to like the iPhone XR at that point. Right. And then you had the, now you have like the 11, the 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max. Right. I think they're just getting rid of that 11 equivalent and then just going 11 Pro, 11 Pro Max, 11 Pro Max Max. But that, that makes very little business sense for Samsung. A, they would do an A50, probably like an A, A80 or something like that that launches in the US that would have 5G and be cheaper. Maybe wow. an S20 Lite sometime mid-year. That is, that is crazy. Okay. So let's keep going here. So now let's talk about the S20 Plus. So the S20 Plus has a 6.7 inch display. It also has a Snapdragon 865, blah, 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 quad HD display, good, all that good stuff. It has a micro SD card slot. It also yep. has a uh, 12 megapixel main camera, 64 megapixel telephoto, and a 12 megapixel ultra wide. But it also includes a time of flight sensor on the back. Yep. Yep. Uh, that's the only difference between the S20 and S20 Plus. It's that one time of flight. Yep. Yeah, you're right. Everything else is pretty much the same. Like, same uh, 30 times digital zoom. They both do AK 30 frames. They both have a 10 megapixel front facing camera. But 
The S20 Plus does have a 4,500 milliamp hour battery, so the battery is slightly larger on that one. Yeah. And then that is that is just a huge battery on that. Yeah. And then you get to the larger phone. Oh, yeah. Oh, so man. now we got to talk about the Bohema, the Galaxy S20 Ultra. Now, this phone is practically for NBA players. We are talking about a 6.9-inch display, Max. Like, what in that the is world? Just, that is massive. That is mammoth, bruh. That is craziness. Now, this phone is going to have a maxed out internal storage of 512 gigabytes, which is just bananas by though. 512 but, gigs with 16 gigs of RAM. 16 gigs of RAM. But, what? Who? What? That's, we don't even need all that. That's legitimately more than the Mac. That's double the MacBook Pro I'm on right now. Exactly. Is that me too? I'm on a MacBook Pro with 8 gigs of RAM too. So yeah, I, yeah you're right, which is crazy. At that point, it's literally a mini computer in your pocket. But this thing, this Galaxy S20 Ultra is coming back with a 108 megapixel main camera. That is so many megapixels. Why, Max? What what are they doing with this? Why? Why all okay. these megapixels? So pixel binning. Sorry, what? What? Noma? What? Net? Something binning? Nano? Noma? Noma binning? So basically, that's going to take nine pixels and merge it into one to have an effective larger pixel size. So instead of having a bunch of small pixels, you take nine of those, combine it into one to have one large pixel. Wow. And then that would end up being 12 megapixels. So your light, most of the shots you take will be 12 megapixels, even though it's an 108 megapixel sensor. That is, that is banana. That is definitely banana. Yeah. So in addition to having a 108 megapixel camera on this S20 Ultra, this thing is going to have a 48 megapixel telephoto lens and a 12 megapixel ultra wide with the time of flight sensor. It has a 10 times optical zoom up to 100 times digital zoom, Mac. Oh, yeah, and hybrid zoom of 30 times, which uh, Samsung claims to be lossless. So basically, you can zoom 30 times, and it'll look great. Okay, so when you say hybrid zoom, what does that mean exactly? So a hybrid zoom would be taking the data out of the main sensor, which in this case is a huge amount of pixels, so you'll still have a lot there, and the data out of the telephoto lens and combining it to get a more clear image. Wow, that is that is pretty cool. Yeah, that that is that is. I'm sorry, I'm still trying to wrap my head around 108 megapixels on a Samsung camera, which is just bananas. Okay, yeah. so the S the S20 Ultra can also do 8K 30. Yep, that's out of the main sensor instead of telephoto, though. Right, which is good. But this thing, this S20 Ultra, is coming with a 40 megapixel front facing camera, Mac. Oh yeah, no, that is it's a huge front facing camera. I got the message for so that was a funny one. I got the message saying 40 megapixel front camera. And my first thought was, okay, this source is probably wrong. He's just messing with me. <laughs> and then legitimately the next day, Sean sent me a text and was like, hey, I got the S20 Ultra specs. It says a 40 megapixel front camera. And I was like, dude, seriously? <laughs> That's just crazy. I don't even know what to say about that at this point. Other than it's like like it's smartphone overkill at this point, literally. I mean, at, at one thousand three hundred and fifty, they better give us overkill. Yeah, I yeah, but that's not even where it ends, Matt. It gets even more crazy because this phone, this S twenty Ultra, comes with a five thousand milliamp hour battery. Yeah. Oh man, that is that is just a massive battery too. That it'll take 74 minutes to charge it from zero to 100% with Samsung's 45 watt super fast charging. Wow. Like, we are talking about some incredible tech that they're packing into this S20 Ultra, man. This stuff is crazy. This is basically like the best tech they have right now. I would, uh, I would imagine so. I mean, good lord. Like, wow. Just utter bananas what they're doing with these S20s. Now, Here's my only gripe with the S20. OnePlus is coming out with their OnePlus 8 this year. And OnePlus has already confirmed that their OnePlus 8 will be able to both do or both have a quad HD 2K display and 120 hertz refresh rate happening at the same time. But all of these Samsung S20 phones, even though they do, they will have a 120 hertz refresh rate on deck. You can't use that at quad HD resolution. 
if you want to use the 120 hertz refresh rate on the Samsung, the phone will automatically default back down to full HD resolution. So, I mean, I, I, I've asked everybody about this, and they've said that Samsung doesn't really prioritize the refresh rate and things like that. So that's probably why, and they're trying to conserve battery life. But still, it's one of those things to me, Mac, if your competition can do it, and you and 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 the more strange thing about this is that not only can your competition do it, you make the screen for your competition. So you're supplying them with that technology, but you can't even bring it to your own phone. So can you please kind of explain to my listeners what's happening here? So I know they are capable of doing it. And early prototypes had it. They legitimately in the software there were like five or six updates where they switched back and forth between having it, having it enabled and disabled. And they ended up not having it disabled, not because they couldn't do it, because they could, but because they thought the experience would be better without it. And I don't know for sure. I don't have the phone. I mean, I think the person I know that has the phone, my source, he got it after those software updates switching back and forth happened. And... Honestly, I'm just going to trust whatever they go with because like most companies, they know best and there is going to be a reason for them to do it. I'm not sure what it is. I have some theories, but I'm just going to trust that they know best and they're not going to make something that, you know, isn't good. Yeah, I'm, like you said, I mean, Samsung, of course, they would know what, what works best for their own technology. I mean, it is their technology after all. But again... I said the same thing when I did my review for the Pixel 4 last year. When your competition is out here doing things and for whatever reason you can't match what your competition is doing, it kind of raises the eyebrows and makes people wonder, like, what is going on? Now, I know to the average everyday consumer, none of this stuff makes a difference. They don't care about refresh rates and all this no. crap. They don't, they don't care. But I'm a techie. You're a techie. We got a whole bunch of techies that are listening or watching the podcast. And like I said, the OnePlus 8 can both run quad HD and 120 hertz refresh rate simultaneously. And Samsung makes those displays, but Samsung, for whatever reason, has canceled their phone's ability to do that. Yeah. Now, now, there are some rumors that it may be buried in developer settings where you might be able to force that, but you have said that that's not the case. It's not. Uh, I actually, my source got an update on his phone you know, recently, and I asked him, hey, can you go check to make sure you know that Samsung didn't just screw everyone over and not include it. And he went, looked through every developer setting, all the settings on there, and there's no way to override that toggle, unfortunately. Okay. It's really um, annoying. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, it, it makes sense if you want to provide the best customer experience for that particular device, then that would make sense, though. No. I My theory as to why they're not doing it, though, and I know... European and Asian country people in those countries are going to be mad about this. I think it's the Exynos chip. Oh, we talked about this before, right? Yeah, no, I, I blame that Exynos chip. 100%. I don't think the GPU is powerful enough to push 120 hertz consistently, so they just said, you know what, we're not going to risk it. Just limit all of them, since every model, no matter what the capacities of the better Snapdragon ones are, they all have to match. Right, correct. So, you are a leaker, and I just went over all the specs that we know about the S20. Did I miss anything? Ah, uh, so the specs, I don't think so. I think we got the specs down. Uh, okay. Oh, yeah, curved glass, it's out. Wait, so, wait, wait, what do you mean out? The curved screens, no more curved screens. Wait, wait are we going back to completely flat displays? Kind of. Like, <sighs> bare, it, it pixel, pixel 2XL level curve, like, so barely a curve. Okay, okay, okay. I can work with that. So basically flat. I was told legitimately, my, my new source said to me today, he wasn't able to tell that the S20 and S20 Plus were curved mm. by holding and looking at it. You had to like look very closely. You know, I like that because I feel like on these extremely curved displays, especially like the OnePlus 7 Pro, it kind of makes typing a little uncomfortable. And it kind of distorts the display when you're trying to like view content on it. So I definitely prefer flatter display. I don't know about you, but I prefer flat display. I think the Note 10 has the perfect curve. Yes, I would agree with that. Because it's not curve. It, it feels nice to hold. The yep. curve definitely makes the phone feel thinner. There's no doubt about that. And uh, it just it isn't curved enough. It's not so curved that it's going to distort your viewing. And it's not so curved that it's going to make the experience worse. 
but it still looks good, feels good, and you know, it's a perfect curve in my opinion. I would agree. The notes and probably one of the best designed smartphones in recent memory for me is is that legit. Yeah. Oh yeah. I think I've been arguing with a lot of people about this one, but I think the Note 10, specifically the smaller one now, since I have it, I think the Note 10 is probably the best designed smartphone. The Note 10 Plus is number two. The Note 10 is number one. Okay. All right. So anything else that I might have missed? Uh, hardware wise, no. Yeah, no, nothing on hardware. You got what about uh, okay? You know anything special that's happening with the software? I know a lot that's happening with the software. Oh, are are, are we doing this in the Nevada Desert Agreement thing? No, you know, I'll, we we can do it. We can say it because most of it's already been leaked. Uh, new AR emojis. We're getting like a whole revamped AR emoji. Okay. They actually don't look like demons cursed to walk across your front screen. <laughs> demons cursed. <laughs> okay. They actually like they look good and it's great because they don't look stupid and I actually might use them now. So those look nicer now. Uh, they added this. They added like children AR emojis, which in my opinion is really creepy. Okay, yeah, that like, is definitely creepy. Why would you ever? What? Who thought about that? Who approved that? Just remove it, please. You can now like use you know the AR stickers on the Pixel where you can like throw down yeah. things and yeah. They basically added that with AR emojis. Oh, okay. AR stickers, those Pixel ones will be available on the S20. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, it'll be in something called AR Zone. Uh, they've revamped all the AR apps, like uh, Air, like the what, Doodle AR Doodle from the Note 10, and um, Bigsby Vision got revamped. Uh, we're getting something called Quick Share, which is basically AirDrop. Ooh, that's a really nice one. I wrote that one up today, mm-hmm. so that's going to be great. Um, uh, what else was there? There has to be more that I can't think of. Oh, camera features. We're getting a lot more camera stuff. Oh, okay. Okay. So uh, a couple new modes, one called single take photo, where you will basically move like move your camera around an environment or around something, and it will take a bunch of different photos, videos, clips, and then show you all of them afterwards and like organize the best ones and have them already edited for you. And it will take out of the ultra-wide telephoto and main at the same time. So you can go through and just select whatever you want after, and it will automatically take everything. Uh, and then director's view, which is going... I Actually, I think that got removed, so I'm not. it's not worth mentioning. I think okay. they canceled that before launch. And then pro video mode, which is basically the pro photo mode, but video. Yeah, a lot of people were mad that they took pro, pro mode out of video, so you're saying they brought it back finally. Ah, it's its own mode now. Oh, no, okay. Um, uh, that will make a lot of people, especially content creators, very, very happy. Yep. Oh, and it's 8K at 24 FPS because they used the wrong frame rate. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. So, yeah, those are all the details that we know about the upcoming Samsung Galaxy S20. But actually, we haven't really talked about the clamshell foldable. So, do you know anything about that? I know a lot about that, actually. That was a, a new development on my end from the past couple of days. And anything- I'm. I am more excited about that than the S20s. Anything that you could share? Everything. I tweeted like a bunch of it out. It was great. So uh, it's going to use Samsung's ultra thin glass, mm-hmm. which is nice. Uh, it's, I believe it's going to have plastic layered on top. So the glass will be protective with the plastic holding it together. There will be a crease. Okay. The, uh, the cameras on the back, which is also the front, depending on how you look at it. Um, <laughs> are the 12 megapixel wide uh, and ultra wide cameras from the S20s. So good cameras. It's going to have a 10 megapixel front camera as a hole punch. It's going to be a 6.7 inch dynamic AMOLED display. Mm. I don't know the resolution, but it's 20 by 9 aspect ratio. Mm -hmm. It's going to come in black, uh, silver, and purple. And then that hinge. The hinge is interesting. and It's why I think this foldable is better than the Moto Razr along with a couple other reasons I'll get to in a second. So the hinge will basically lock at whatever position you, you want it to lock at. So you can have it at like 135 degrees, so kind of like that, and it'll just lock and stay at that angle. Okay, so let me make sure I understand it correctly. I have a bridge keyboard that kind of does the same thing. I can pretty much put it at any angle I want. So what you're saying is that the Galaxy Phone Z, you can pretty much have it at any viewing angle that you want. Yeah, and that's meant to be kind of like a tripod. So you can put it at like 90 degrees and just 
record a video or like 135 would probably be more optimal. And you can just put your phone down and the screen will shift the camera viewfinder up to the hinge. So just the top part of the screen will have it and it will like look nice and good like that. Okay, that is legit. It also works with like other apps, so like Google Duo, I think Snapchat and FaceTime or Snapchat and Instagram. As long as the damn thing is durable, I'm excited about that. That's good stuff. Oh yeah, no, the glass will definitely help. And I know the hinge, I believe they they redid the hinge, which is good. And um everything else is still, you know, glass and aluminum. Any uh special software feature coming with this fold? I think it's just going to be Android 10 with some One UI things in there. And then that like weird cropping thing where it'll like move up to the hinge when it's folded in half. Okay. So, gotcha. yeah. And then I think that's going to outdo the... Oh, you'll also be able to use this. There's like a tiny screen on the front. It's like literally a one inch screen. It'll be used to show charging speed, date, time, and it's a camera viewfinder. Mm. Gotcha. Okay. Do we know uh, potential price? Uh, I was told fourteen hundred, but other rumors say about a thousand. Okay, because a lot of people thought that this would be under a thousand, especially given that the actual true successor of the Galaxy Fold is coming at some point too. But you're saying not yeah. so much. I Ew. I think look, as long as it undercuts the razor, it's good in you know competition. I I mean I don't know because you know the razor is an established icon, and Samsung is still off the fresh of the heels of the. Uh, unfortunate happenings of the original Galaxy Fold. So I think they need to do a little bit more than slightly undercut the Razer if they want to compete. I Okay, but undercut it by 100, give it better cameras, which it'll have, better specs. This thing has a 3,300 milliamp hour battery and a Snapdragon 855 plus. Okay. You can't really compare it to what, a Snapdragon 670 and like a 2,000 milliamp hour battery. You can't really compare that one. As techie, we can, but again, the average consumer is not going to care about any of that stuff. They're okay, but that the m- average consumer also isn't going to buy the Razer since it's Verizon exclusive with eSIM only, and the new Fold is going to be on like every U.S. carrier and unlocked. <laughs> oh, I would not be so sure. See, I know you're you're a little young, and so I don't know if you remember, but when the original Motor Razer came out, it was the iPhone of its day. So there's going to be a lot of nostalgia attached to that. I. Hmm. See, I I don't think so. I think people are too attached to their iPhones right now to want to go back to that old design. And people that aren't attached, people my age, maybe a little bit like within 10 years older or so, wouldn't really care about that and would just go for whatever looks coolest and is good. Because the generation that would be attached to the nostalgia with the Razer is probably the generation that just absolutely loves the iPhone for its simplicity, which I don't actually think it's simple anymore. And they're just used to that. So even though the Razer's cool, they wouldn't want to go back to that because of the price and that they already have something that is arguably better. Gotcha. Okay, so I'm looking at the tweet that you were talking about that Roland tweeted out. Because I think uh, Ishan tweeted out the same thing earlier about the... Uh, no, I think it was Ben Gethin who tre- uh, tweeted this earlier today about uh, they tweeted out real-time renders of how the Galaxy 20, S20 is going to look. And this thing looks damn good, man. Oh, wow. yeah. I, I really like the, the look of the pink one. I like the pink more than the blue, but I'm, I'm not really pink. Guy. I'm looking at the uh, the fake gray one, and that looks so sleek and smooth. Like, ooh, I, I love the gray S20 Ultra. Ooh, yes. Yes. That yeah. is the one I am going for. It kind of annoys me that they put text on the camera, though. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, but then again, it's on the back of the phone, so you're not really going to see it, per se, but yeah, I, I can yeah, understand. I understand. Yeah, it's just, you know, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> At least it only says space zoom and like a hundred times could have been worse. All right. Before we got out of here, um, did you pay attention to the happening of CES at all? A little bit. Anything there that caught your eye? Oh, uh, there was. Um, so there was something I saw from one of the websites uh, that it was an underwater scooter. What? Yeah, wow. it's, so it's like a little, it's it's a thing you hold on to it and you can like move around and like drags you underwater. See, I've used one years ago mm. and it is really fun. I used it in a big pool with a scuba system on. It's a lot of fun. This one's smaller and more powerful and that just looked crazy. Also, Bali is cool and the yeah. Samsung like kitchen arms thing with the robotic arms. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't see the robotic arm thing, but I did see Bali. Bali is a little crazy. <laughs> I think it looks fun. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Like got a little ball tracking and following you around. It's definitely interesting with the possibility that you can you can uh, do with that. <laughs> oh yeah, man. So we are in a brand new year, Mac Weinbach. It is twenty twenty. We are about to head into February. So let's get out of here on this note. What are you looking forward to both as far as tech gold here in twenty twenty? Foldables, foldable everything. I want foldable laptops, foldable tablets, foldable phones. Michael everything. Fisher will be so proud of you right now. <laughs> yeah, Michael, Michael Fisher and I agree on one thing, and it's that foldables are amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He is a foldable fanboy for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's right to do so because foldables are great. <laughs> like, I, 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 was, uh, I was talking with Sojourn on Beth earlier this week, and I was talking about how there's a whole army of you all on Twitter that have the Galaxy Fold and you all in that phone. Oh, yeah. No, it's uh, Narav, Ma, Max J, who's another phone leaker, me, uh, and Michael Fisher. It's like the four of us, it is just, we all love it and we will defend it to our last <laughs> breath. We'll never feel the same about regular cars again. <laughs> I actually did. I My friend in California had a Tesla and I drove it around and since that day, I have been thinking when I buy a car, I am going to make sure it's a Tesla. <laughs> so basically what you're saying, Matt, is that you just confirmed what I just said, right? Oh, yeah. No, 100%. It is true. There's no doubt about it. If you <laughs> test drive a Tesla, you will end up getting one within 10 years. Wow. Okay. All right. So we got about a few minutes left in the podcast. So I'm going to open it up to questions for Matt. So if you guys got any questions for our buddy Max here, Drop them in the live chat, and I will feed them to him, and we will answer your question. I see one right here. Uh, Samuel said, I'm rocking the uh, G8X solid foldable alternative. No. I have the LG V50 like, dual screen. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> he said, no, I'm not playing. <laughs> no. No, it's not. It's uh. It's just not that great in comparison. You can't compare a dual screen device to a foldable because they are nowhere close to being the same. What do you think about the uh, Microsoft uh, Surface? Uh, what is it? Uh, Neo and Duo? Yeah, I think the okay the the Windows one, which I believe is the Neo, that looks cool. I kind of like that idea. But the Duo, why would you buy a Duo if you have a Galaxy Fold out? Like, <laughs> I kind of get the point. It looks cool. But I don't think that's that's not like a reason to get a dual screen phone. I don't know. I have to see how Microsoft handles the software. But the way LG handles it, uh, don't buy it ever. It's bad. <laughs> just don't. Wow. He is just like not for the whole LG dual screen display. No, thing. not mm -hmm. a fan of it. I'm also not a fan of um of the Nubia one where it has the screen on the back. Oh, I've heard about that. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, the screen on the back hurt my it gave me a headache and it hurt my eyes to look at it mm. which made it useless to me uh oh not good we got a question from trenton marshall who said max what is your biggest gripe about iphones and ios apple doesn't make changing any settings easy you have to amen. go through like a whole process and it's annoying amen to that and also ios 13 has been the buggiest operating system i have ever used whoa 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 not more buggy than iOS 11 now. Come on okay. now. No, uh, in my experience, it is. Wow. Oh, yeah. So I cannot stand iOS 13. <laughs> like, I recorded a 10-minute video that uh, the hands-on, like, the plastic CADs I printed of the S20, and it just didn't save the video. Ooh. The video just disappeared. <laughs> what? It wow. just wouldn't save. And I lost the video, so I had to re-record the entire thing. Oh, man, that's rough. Also, the screenshot cropping bug that uh, Jern and I both have. You still have it? I thought they oh, yeah, that. no, even on the newest update, I still have it. I'm on mm. the betas. I have my iPad Pro is on stable. My iPhone's on beta. Both have it. Damn. Wow. I will agree. iOS 13 is definitely buggy, though. It, I've had my share of bug, for real. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Ethnic wants to know what's happening with the Mate X. Uh, it basically failed in China, and Huawei's probably not going to launch it internationally because it's a bad foldable. They'll come back, release something very similar to the Galaxy Fold in about six months with M Pen support. Mm, okay. That's uh, basically it. All right. Wait, wait, wait. Nope. That's not the one I wanted. Where's the one? I okay. Oh, Mari QHD Tech. What do you think about the new aspect ratio making the X20 Ultra smaller than the Note 10 Plus? Yeah. I have the. Uh... I have the uh, Xperia 1 from Sony, that 21 by 9 aspect ratio. It's nice. I like tall phones. 
So I don't mind that. Also, it's not smaller. I have the CADs. The S20 Ultra is still bigger than the Note 10 Plus. But uh, it's nice. I like the size better than the Note 10 Plus, even though both are just huge. All right. So uh, Mishat wants to know, is being a leaker dangerous? For me, no. Not from a legal perspective, but from a PR perspective, yeah. PR companies, PR people, companies, uh, teams just don't like leaks, as you might imagine. Right. Except OnePlus, where their PR teams will like anonymously send leaks out to companies, to blogs. Matt Leon wants to know, do you prefer the name S20 or S11 for the new S series and probably Note series? S20 is fine. I think it sounds better than S11. I don't know about you. I think it sounds better, so I think it's fine. This is this is some type of troll stuff then in my eye because I feel like Samsung can try to leapfrog Apple with the iPhone 12 and things like that because I don't think Apple's changing the name of iPhones this year. I don't see it happening. But it also makes sense to me because they want to match the year. We're now starting off in a new uh, decade in 2020, so you kind of want your phone to line up with your year. So that's why Samsung is starting off with S20. So when... 2021 comes, they'll have the S21 and so on and so forth. So it makes sense, but I still think part of it is just to troll Apple. <laughs> yep. No, pretty much. I know. It's uh, it's for future naming stuff. I mm-hmm. It also matches the year, which, you know, it's pretty good, but eh, I, I don't think names matter that much as long as you know it's the successor to the S10. It's about all that matters. Right. All right. Well, on that note, I think we're going to wrap up the podcast here. For those of y'all watching the live stream on YouTube, thank you very much. Definitely appreciate you guys. Actually, before we get out of here, Matt, let the people know where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me over at XDA TV, which if you actually go to XDA.TV, that has a bunch of stuff. Uh, we've got a... I've, I'm actually doing a video soon on like all everything we know about the S20s and the Galaxy uh, Z full Flip. I can't... I've... I can't remember anything at this point, but yeah, so we're, I'm doing a video on that soon. XDA developers, I'll any uh, basically any Samsung content there, it's probably me. And then uh, my Twitter is Max Weinbach, uh, and no matter how you spell it, if you search it, you can probably find it. I've, I've, I... I just realized it at this point. It, you don't even need to spell it correctly. You just type something that's similar to Max Weinbach in, and you will find it. You will find him. I can confirm. This is definitely true. If you're listening on audio only, thank you for listening to the podcast tonight. Always appreciate you guys rocking out with me each and every week. If you want to support the podcast and you're listening on audio only, there will be links in the show notes. And also, if you want to follow Max on the Twitters and the XDA, there will be links in the show notes for that as well. But uh, this is the end of the road for Vibe Trap episode 61. Thank you to my man, Max Weinbach, for joining me tonight. Appreciate you, bro. Yeah, thanks for having me. Got to do it again sometime, no doubt. We shall see how accurate you are when the S20 event happens in a few weeks here. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting to get, like, thrown out at the door. It'll be fun. <laughs> you won't get thrown out. <laughs> Hopefully not. But until the next time, baby, this your boy, Viper, the man about tech. You know where to find me. So come back for more.